Welcome to Growing in Grace with Pastor Victor Morrison. This is a ministry of First Baptist Church located at 1700 Milam Street, Columbus, Texas. We are praying that God will bless you as you listen to this message. If you would like additional information on worship times and ministries at FBC Columbus, you can find out more at our website, fbccolumbustx.org. And now, take your copy of God's Timeless Word as Pastor Victor gives today's message. Well, greetings, friends. I'm glad you're with us again on Growing in Grace. Uh, Welcome back. I want to ask you a question. If God were to ask you, what one thing would you like for him to give you? What would you say? Wouldn't that be incredible if God, God, the Lord God, the Almighty, just all of a sudden says, what would you like? There was a man named Solomon, and I promise you, 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 documents this, but Solomon was just crowned a king. And God met with him and said, Solomon, I'll give you anything. What would you like for me to give you? Solomon didn't blink an eye. He said, I would love to have your wisdom. That's what I want to talk to you about today from Proverbs chapter 8. I believe Solomon wrote this section in Proverbs. And so I think God's got something really special for us. Have you ever looked over wisdom's resume? I believe you're going to see in Proverbs chapter 8 that wisdom actually has like a resume. Some people might want to refer to it as wisdom's autobiography. But here's the deal. Every day that we live, the world would like for us to choose its way of doing things. But at the same time, did you know that God in his wisdom is also pleading with you to choose him? to walk in his direction. That's what Proverbs chapter eight is all about. If you were to go to Proverbs chapter seven, you would see that there was an unchaste woman, an impure woman who was trying to encourage a young man to walk in her direction. It was bad. And so the word of God says, don't go that way. But when you get into Proverbs chapter eight, you're not going to believe it, but The wisdom of God, the character quality of wisdom is referred to as a woman. It's personified. I know my wife would love that part. But anyway, it's personified as a woman. I think it's great. But here's the thing. What are we choosing each and every day? You know, this woman in Proverbs 8 contrasted with the woman in Proverbs 7, well, This woman is out in the day. She's speaking truthfully. She's speaking with great clarity. And whereas the woman in the previous chapter was trying to get this young man through subtlety and deception and so forth, she was speaking falsely and speaking at dark. So here's the thing. Will you choose God's direction? I want to share with you a few verses uh, from this chapter that I hope will be a blessing to you. Listen to how it begins. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, 
She cries aloud to you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There's nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. Let's just push the pause button on the scripture passage there for now. Let me share a few things that I'm learning about this wisdom that's crying out to us. As I look over wisdom's resume, the first thing I see is this plea, the plea of wisdom. Did you hear wisdom making an appeal in verse one? Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? This same thing is found in chapter one, verses 20 to 23. It's found again in Proverbs chapter nine, verses one through six. But wisdom is crying out. Do you know that today, wisdom, God's wisdom, is trying to call out to you and say, come toward me. Notice how open wisdom is. It's accessible for anyone. There's an opening to wisdom that is described in verses two and three in this way. On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud. Six adverbial phrases tell us that her location is very public. You see, some people would say, oh, wisdom is only for a select few. There's only some people that are allowed wisdom. That's what the Gnostics were teaching. There was a special, unique spiritual wisdom, and everyone did not have access to it. But what we see here is God is saying, my wisdom is out there in the crossroads of life, out there in the marketplace, out there in everyday life, trying to plead with us, please come in my direction. But did you see how in verses four and five, we have an option? You see, wisdom makes an offer. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. So wisdom is definitely making its offer, but every man, every woman, every boy, every girl must make their decision, make their choice. Do I want to go with God's wisdom or with the world's wisdom? Verse five says, O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. I just want to clarify something I learned in my study about verse five. When the Lord is saying that some are foolish here, O fools, learn sense. He's not referring to someone that's very hardened. No, quite the contrary. He's talking about someone who is naive, someone who is gullible. Let's say someone who is immature. They're still growing. They're very impressionable. Maybe they're impulsive, but they're not thinking things through. And so 
Wisdom is pleading with you. Wisdom is so available to you. Wisdom is saying, it's in your court now. I'm inviting you to come. Will you respond? And notice in verses six through nine, wisdom addri- wisdom's address is like the very best. It's the very best message out of all the world. I call it the optimum wisdom because here's what he says in verses six through nine. Let me read it again. Here, for I will speak noble things and from my lips will come what's right for my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There's nothing twisted or crooked in them. They're all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Did you hear all those descriptive words, noble, right, truthful, righteous, straight? Those are all good things. On the other side, though, wisdom's foes you heard were wickedness, that which is twisted, that which is crooked. Oh, friend, I just encourage you, listen closely to the wisdom of God's word because God is trying to speak to us. There's something else that I don't want you to overlook, though. Have you ever considered the preciousness of wisdom? I think that when we look over wisdom's resume, as it is declared to us here in this passage, there's no way to miss it. You know, think, for example, of the value of wisdom. He says in verses 10 and 11, take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. Isn't that powerful? Wow, I'm telling you, God's wisdom is worth so much, more than the silver, more than the gold, more than the jewels and the precious metals. That's out there. What about the vault of wisdom? The vault of wisdom. Have you ever looked into the world's greatest vaults? For example, do you know in New York, the Federal Reserve has 497,000 gold bars? I'm not saying just a little gold nugget, just a little ounce of gold, gold bars. 497,000 are located there. I still haven't found out for sure how much is in Fort Knox. I'm not sure anybody knows the answer to that one. But at one time, they had 147 million troy ounces of gold. Wow, that would be worth somewhere around 130 billion U.S. dollars. But all I'm trying to say is, what's in the vault? What is in the vault of wisdom? Well, in order to answer that question, I need to read a little further in Proverbs chapter 8. Be thinking, what's in the vault? When I choose wisdom, what else do I find? What else do I discover within that vault of wisdom? Listen to this. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. Isn't that powerful? Whoa. It just goes on because down in verse 18, riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. Down in verses 20 and 21, he says, granting an inheritance to those who love me 
and filling their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning. Wow, that's incredible how God says, when we choose wisdom, we obtain wisdom's friends. Did you hear who the friends of wisdom are? Prudence, knowledge, discretion, counsel, sound wisdom, insight, strength. That's that's awesome. I think anybody and everybody would want that kind of a precious commodity in their lives. I encourage you, chase after wisdom. If God asks you, what would you like for me to give you? Say right away, oh God, if you would entrust me with your wisdom, I would be so grateful. But remember, there's one thing that is not in the vault of wisdom. Did you catch what that was? Oh, I didn't read it, did I? Verse 13, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Wow, those are things that God says, you're not gonna find that in the vault of wisdom. But what if we went from considering wisdom like a vault to considering wisdom like a, well, let's say a vehicle. Let's say that you had a choice. You can ride in the vehicle of God's wisdom or you can ride in the vehicle of foolishness. Which one would you want to ride in? I don't know about you, but I would choose the vehicle of wisdom any day. You know, I wonder where would that vehicle take us? Well, listen to what it describes for us in verses 15 and 16. By me, wisdom says, kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me, princes rule and nobles, all who govern justly. You see, wisdom will help anybody. It doesn't matter how high you go in life. It doesn't matter how low you go in life. All people will be so blessed if they will just get in the vehicle of God's wisdom and let him take you forward and let him uh, take you to wherever he wants you to go. I guarantee you, you'll be so blessed. There's something else that I saw on um, wisdom's resume, and that is the performance of wisdom. You know, if you were writing a resume, what are some of the essential components that you would put on there? How about this? Contact information. Hey, if a potential employer is looking at your resume, he wants to know how to contact you, I'd say that would be important. What about your education? What about your experience? How about special skills? How about maybe accomplishments or achievements that you have been able to, to accomplish in your life? All of those things would be great. Do you know that on this resume of wisdom, we also have the performances of wisdom. Has wisdom ever really proven herself? Oh, yes. You're not going to believe it. Let me read a rather large, lengthy section here, but it's really powerful when you read from verse 22 down through verse 31. Think about how has wisdom performed in the past? The Lord possessed me. This is wisdom talking. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work. The first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains 
had been shaped. Before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields or the first of the dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the fountains of the earth, the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. Isn't that amazing? Think about the possessor of wisdom at creation. Who was it? It was God. He said, the Lord possessed me. Wisdom's talking and wisdom says, God owns me. So I thought that was so incredible in verse 22. But then did you catch from verse 23 to verse 26, the precedence of wisdom before creation, before God made the mountains, before he made the springs, before he created the oceans and all of these things, just think, God already had wisdom before. But then what about the product of wisdom during creation? I love to go to the beach. I love to just look out there and enjoy the water. I enjoy the mountains. What about you? Do you ever just enjoy the things wherever you live, just looking around and seeing all the wonderful things that God has made in nature? It's incredible. Well, wisdom is saying, I helped God do that. I was there. You see, the product of wisdom is all of God's creation. I couldn't help but notice at the very end, how did wisdom end that discourse about being so excited, being the master workman daily, uh, God's delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world. And then he says this, or she says this, wisdom says, and delighting in the children of man. You know, do you know that you are like the crown of God's creation? Man, you know, whenever God created man and woman, Every, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, you are a special creation of God. God loves you so much. And even the wisdom of God says, that is where I have been delighting, delighting in the children of man. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful that every person is so valuable and important because we are someone that God has made. Well, the last thing on wisdom's resume is how do we pursue wisdom? Let's say that you read this passage, you heard it. And so now you're saying, you know what? I'm convinced. I would like to pursue wisdom. How do I do it? Wisdom is saying to me, come after me. Come walk this way. Come walk this way. How do we do that? Well, there's three different words that seem to just get my attention. The word listening, the word keeping, and the word searching. Listen to the final way that this great uh, chapter in Proverbs ends. Proverbs 8, verses 32 to 36, winds it all up, wraps it up 
by saying, this is how you pursue wisdom. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Wow. Okay. So let's just review it. You know, the first thing he says is if you want to pursue wisdom, then all you've got to do is just listen. Just listen to God's word. Wow. Do you know that there are even products that are out there that are audio reading of just scripture to just listen to the word? You could go to a church and listen to a pastor as he preaches God's word. You could go to perhaps a Bible study fellowship, a Sunday school, and just listen as they share scriptures. You could meet with a friend and just read a portion of scripture and talk about it together. There's something that happens whenever as men and women, when we make a decision, you know what? I'm going to pursue God's wisdom and I'm going to pursue it by listening to it. It's mentioned here over and over. And now, oh, sons, listen to me. Hear instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. Does that describe you? I hope so. I'm glad you're listening today as we're talking about these things together. But then there's also another word, not just listening, keeping. He says in verse 32, And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Blessed are those who keep my ways. So not only am I going to listen to what God has said, I'm going to try to apply it in my life. I'm going to try to keep it. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to just, well, James compares it to a man looking into a mirror and then he walks away and he forgets what he saw. I want to encourage you to try to hang on to one thing, one truth today that God is saying to you and to say, I'm going to try my best to apply that one truth. It could be about telling the truth. It could be about anger. It could be about serving. It could be about using your words in a very constructive and beneficial way. Whatever it is, whenever you hear God's word, try to apply it to your daily life. And then one last thing, searching, searching. Did you hear in verse 35 and 36, twice he talks about finding him, finding wisdom. Whoever finds me. When we find wisdom, do you know what else we find? Life. Life. I love that. Not only do we find life, it also says we find something else. We obtain favor from the Lord. I'm just telling you, wisdom has a great resume. Wisdom, the wisdom of God is awesome. You know, it says that the one who fails to search for him the one who fails to find wisdom, you know what he's going to do? 
He's going to injure himself. You know what trying to live without God's wisdom leads to? What well, says here, death. Man, I want life. I don't want death. I want life for you. I don't want death for you. So I'm just praying that as you consider Proverbs 8, you look over this incredible resume that wisdom has, that you'll say, you know what? If I'm looking to bring somebody on in my life as an advisor, I'm going to go with wisdom. Look at what wisdom has accomplished. Look at what it can accomplish in my life. Well, thank you again for joining us at Growing in Grace. Why don't we close in prayer? Let me pray for us because I still need God's wisdom every single day. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you so much for this time to be with my friends at Growing in Grace. Bless them. Uh, Lord, they and me, all of us together, we acknowledge something. We need your wisdom. And so God, would you guide us? Would you help us to see things from your perspective? And uh, Lord, I know that there are competitors out there that are wanting us to walk in other directions. But Lord, when we open up a copy of your word, I really pray that we could hear your voice pleading with us, appealing to us, urging us to walk in your direction. And I really pray that each one of us would do that. I believe that's where life is found. That's where the favor of God is found. That's where so many other wonderful friends of wisdom are found. I know that the wisdom of God is like a vehicle and it will take us in the right direction. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for being with us. Pray you have a great week. God bless your day today. Thanks again. Bye-bye. This is a ministry of First Baptist Church located at 1700 Milam Street, Columbus, Texas.